What's up and welcome in. You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt Peck. Up ahead on today's episode on Thanksgiving Eve, we're taking some mailbag questions and topics from you guys. You can hit us up at 331-979-1369. Some topics including, should the Bulls be resting DeMar DeRozan on certain back-to-backs to preserve the veterans' legs for the long haul? Should the Impressive start to Io DeSumo's rookie career. Justify those concerned about the future of Patrick Williams. And should the Bulls get in and see if there's any way they could swing a trade for Kings swingman Harrison Barnes at the deadline? That's all ahead on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm at Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow us here at Locked On Bulls at Locked On Bulls. Email us, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com and hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Truebill. Well, happy Thanksgiving Eve, everybody. Um, We were going to have an interview for you for today's episode, but uh, something came up. Big Dave uh, was not available today, and so we wanted to save that interview for a time when Big Dave and I could both be there asking those questions together. So hopefully we can get that guest uh, back on the schedule at some point in in one of next week's episodes. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I figured I would spend some time talking about uh, some of the things in our inbox recently, some interesting questions, trade hypotheticals, um, you know, long-term season strategy and and things like that. Uh, Before that, though, uh, as we are here uh, about midday on Wednesday, the Bulls playing the Rockets down to Houston tonight. A few updates on those two key players the Bulls have been missing recently. Their starting center, uh, Nikola Vucevic, and Alex Caruso, who sat out that Pacers game with his wrist injury. So this was from Joe Cowley, who is uh, down in Houston covering the team and was at shoot-around earlier today, who said Vuce went through the shoot-around, had a meeting with Billy Donovan and medical uh, staff on the court, and came away with the news he wanted. And that news is Vooch will play tonight. Limited minutes, but he will play. Um, uh, Cowley saying that Vooch wants to give it a run since he's been cleared. Said it's been tough to sit and miss this amount of time as Vooch missed the entirety of that West Coast trip and their back-to-back home games out with the COVID-19 health and safety protocols. Meanwhile, Alex Caruso has a brace on his wrist that Callie saw at morning shoot-around, but is also getting up shots ahead of the game against the Rockets tonight. Caruso, at the moment, is considered a game-time decision. Caruso did not speak with the media after the morning shoot-around, so he is a legitimate wait-and-see game-time decision. So, some good news and some so-so news there. Obviously, getting Vooch back in this lineup will be a huge help. I mean, you don't have to start Tony Bradley anymore. Um, you know, even if it's limited minutes, you assume that Billy's going to go back to starting Vooch. 
Um, even if he's only going to play, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 minutes max tonight, you could still get him back in that starting lineup and ask less of your backup center, Tony Bradley. Um, you can also look forward to Vooch's presence on the floor, alleviating some of that pressure for offensive creation from Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. We saw in certain ways that opponents' defenses keying in on them without Vooch on the floor really kind of bogged down the Bulls' half-court offense in Vooch's absence. So an amazing get to have Vooch back in the lineup. Great news that he is back, and, and you know, not just tonight, but for the foreseeable future, it seems as though Vooch has made his way through uh, this, this positive um, COVID-19 situation that he had to deal with. Um, and actually as this, as we, I am recording here, this just came across my Twitter feed. This is from Rob Schaefer of NBC sports Chicago. What's up, Rob, who said the bulls list Vooch and Alex Caruso as available versus the Rockets tonight. So sounds like after shoot around, they already gave Vooch the green light, but it was a game time decision for Caruso and boom, there we are. I just said game time decision. We're still six or seven hours away from tip-off, but there it is, Caruso available. Maybe not necessarily a guarantee that he will see minutes, but he will dress, he will be listed as available tonight. That is great news. In addition to getting Vooch back, you get back your, you know, uh, along with Lonzo, your team's best point-of-attack defender and Alex Caruso, a guy who has provided so much for this Bulls team through their first 15 or so games of the season. And, um, you know, we'll see if he is still wearing that brace on his wrist. Um, if he is, you know, in the rotation tonight and playing, much like we have seen Zach Levine wearing a, a brace on that left thumb and left wrist, playing through that that partially torn ligament in his non-shooting hand. Uh, so, you know, might be all kinds of, ca uh, you know, casts and, and, and braces and whatnot uh, for this Bulls team tonight uh, down in Houston. But the fact that it was maybe just the one game absence required for Caruso to rest that wrist, and we never really heard any conclusive results of that MRI that we did hear that he had was scheduled to have, but if it was just a one-game absence and a brace, but nothing more than that, and he's already marked as available again after missing just one game, you have to assume that that MRI brought back nothing problematic. Uh, and, and was officially a, a good MRI result and cleared Caruso to play. So good news across the board there, as the Bulls will, you know, other than Patrick Williams, appear to have their full slate of players available as they try and bounce back from the ugly win against the Pacers by beating this Rockets team that is one win on the season. So good news across the board there. Um like I said, wanted to get into some mailbag topics, uh, including uh, Vooch's return, as we were just speaking of, and what that might mean for Kobe White based on some of the things we saw last season. So we'll touch on that and a bunch of other subjects. Uh, before we do that, though, I mentioned at the top of the show, today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Well, it's because it's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. That's a lot of money. 
Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them from and help save them over 100 million dollars. Wow. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. That's truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by those delicious protein bars that taste like candy bars. That's right. Built Bar. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. All the good foods and treats and eats. Plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert, but one that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars, y'all. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories for a single slice of pie. And that's on the low end, not even the more unhealthy kinds of pie on that Thanksgiving dessert table. Most Built Bars, however, are only 130 calories. Just four grams of sugar, plenty of protein. So... Replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar or go for a raspberry built bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie this holiday season. It's a great option for when you're hungry. Thanksgiving isn't soon enough. You're waiting around and you still have a few hours before that big Thanksgiving meal. Grab yourself a built bar. Share it with your family too. Plus, there's new surprises all month with limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. So check the site often and see what those flavors are. That new vanilla cream flavor, limited time flavor, is still available on the website, as is that mystery bar we told you about a few weeks ago, which, by the way, they have revealed the answer. The mystery built bar, fruity cereal. That's right. If you're a fan of those fruity cereals, those delicious cereals you remember eating when you were a kid in the morning before school, built bar has a flavor that tastes exactly like that. That was the mystery flavor. That's available, too, right now at built.com. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, y'all. Let's dive into this mailbag. Um, I mentioned there was a question about Kobe White here. Let me see if I can find it. There it is. One second. The 404 text saying, looking forward to seeing Kobe play with Vooch. If anyone can help Kobe start to feel comfortable, it's him. They had some good chemistry starting to cook up last year in Zach's absence. Um, that's, uh, that's a good point. I think uh, all of us remembered that whereas the arrival of Vooch didn't necessarily result in the quick turnaround and the Bulls making at least the play-in tournament uh, at the end of last season like we had hoped, and obviously Zach's absence had a lot to do with that, when Zach was in health and safety protocols, one of the silver linings of the end of a disappointing season last year was some of that chemistry we started to see develop between Kobe White and Vooch, our new starting center. Because a lot of times when we were wondering ourselves, can Kobe White be a point guard? Can he be a starting point guard? Does he have those playmaking abilities to be more than just an off-ball scoring threat in the NBA? It was hard to know the answer to that question when he did not have a weapon like Vooch to play with. Playing two-man game, running some pick-and-roll stuff, 
at having a reliable scoring option at that center position. And, you know, no, no harsh offense intended to Wendell Carter Jr., but, and, and, you know, maybe he turns things around in Orlando. It seems like he's had an okay, if not slightly above average start to the season based on Wendell's expectations, but he was clearly not comfortable and not confident on the offensive end when he was the Bulls' starting center. And Kobe White, you know, who knows how many more assists he could have had on the season, how many more assists he could have averaged per game if he had Vooch as his starting center all season long. And you did see some of that chemistry develop between Kobe and Vooch last season. And I think it helped Kobe's confidence to say, hey, here's somebody that I can play some two-man stuff with and have confidence that if I get him the ball on the floor where he wants it, he can score. That is a key to me. Kobe's confidence. Because as he has come back from this offseason shoulder surgery and missing the first dozen or so games of the season, a lot of Bulls fans were quick. And when I say quick, I mean like two games and a total of 20 minutes spanning those two games to say, ah, oh, Kobe doesn't have it. Was, you know, looking forward to getting him back to see what he could do. Doesn't have it. Let's trade him today. Let's trade him tomorrow. Big Dave and I saying, guys, pump the brakes. Clearly not the same player that we saw through his first two NBA seasons and is trying to get himself back. We are also relearning some of the things that are the shortcomings of Kobe's game. He's gotten blocked at the rim a lot already in his first handful of games back. Never been great finishing at the rim. Um, so, so that's still a weakness that's there with his game. But he hasn't played with Vooch yet since he's come back from his injury. Vooch has been out since Kobe came back in. So with Vooch now back in the lineup, will we start to see a continuation of that chemistry that Kobe and Vooch developed towards the tail end of last season? And can that help the overall confidence and competence in Kobe White's game as an integral piece of Billy Donovan's rotation moving forward? That's going to be a big key question to see whether or not Kobe White sticks for this entire season in Donovan's rotation and with this team moving forward. Um, but obviously, yes, Vooch being there on the floor as a safety net for Kobe and everybody else who's handling that ball and looking for ways to score is going to be a positive. Uh, and hopefully we see more of that chemistry develop between Vooch and Kobe in this next handful of games. Thanks for the text. Thanks for checking in. Um, speaking of Bulls young players, we've got an email here from... Bam Douglas in Norfolk, England, who is the latest one to talk to us and wonder about Patrick Williams. The Patrick Williams conundrum is the subject line of this email sent to us from Bam, who said, hey, guys, writing this email off the back of the W against the Nuggets and IO's performance. I know it's been covered before, but it feels like it's worth a second look. Are the Bulls actually a better team? Without Patrick Williams, the Bulls coaching staff and players, to their credit, have devoted a lot of time in real game situations trying to get the paw to switch on and be that player that we all know he has the potential to be. Io is owning his rookie season right now, and that's all down to his attitude. At the end of the day, you can coach tactics and shot mechanics. You can't coach attitude. For me, this injury break will be a last chance saloon for Williams. 
He either comes out fighting post-injury or we trade him and don't relive the whole Lowry what could have been scenario all over again. Harsh, maybe, but Williams was showing pre-injury a worrying amount of traits that he'll forever be one of those why didn't he have a bigger, better career kind of players. Your thoughts, yours, guillotine in hand, Bam. Uh, thanks for checking in, Bam. Um, a, a well laid out email. Um, and I certainly understand the points you're making. But let me say this. Let me say this again to you and to anybody out there who is wondering, is this team better without Patrick Williams? No. Let me say this to you and anybody out there who's wondering, should the Bulls trade Patrick Williams? No. Look, I understand that you want to make the comparison to, well, look look how confident Io plays. And why didn't we ever see that version of Patrick Williams? Why isn't it that P-Dub just came into the league and just started owning the way that Io is owning? First off, I'm glad you're happy and excited about Io. And Io has been a perhaps surprisingly important part of Billy Donovan's rotation out of the gate his rookie season. But I was not owning anything. That's an exaggeration, and it is exaggeration you're using to make Patrick Williams look worse. So let's start there. Is it true that your point about attitude is I.O. good, Patrick Williams bad? No. I think it's not as simple as that. There's a lot of different elements that go into what you might call attitude. Confidence is a different word. Maybe what I will grant you is that as a rookie, Ayo Dusumu shows more confidence, more fearlessness than what we saw Patrick Williams play with in his rookie season last year. I think that's valid to say. I think it's a valid argument. Just based on the eye test, Io appears to play with more confidence on a nightly basis than Patrick Williams. However, their scenarios are different in a lot of ways, and I think it goes a long way to explain why that is. First of all, the team that Patrick Williams played with for the most, for the you know large part of his rookie season, not good, not talented, not deep, not fun. It was the first year. Like, yeah, they got rid of, you know, Coach What's-His-Face that thankfully Patrick never had to play for. He got to come in and play his rookie season under Billy Donovan. That's great. But the Bulls were a team with a new front office, a new coach trying to evaluate and figure out what the heck they had. And while they were doing that, they were not winning a lot of games, understandably so. So that's not the same scenario that Ayo DeSumo is in. Ayo DeSumo came in and, to his credit, earned a spot in Donovan's rotation and did so on a team with a lot more talent on it than the team that Patrick Williams was a, it was an integral part of last season. The Bulls and Billy Donovan admitted as much, put a lot on Patrick Williams' shoulders last season. And guess what? A lot of that was on the defensive end, where they thought that Patrick Williams was an NBA-ready player. That's true. He was guarding our opponent's best, you know, best scorer pretty much every night. So, yeah, a lot of nights that meant that the Bulls, you know, fans watching were underwhelmed because he only took six shots or he only scored four points. A 19-year-old rookie whose first and primary role every night was on the defensive end. 
and you're worried about him being a bust or or you say he doesn't have the right attitude because he's not showing, I don't know, some layer of confidence that Io is showing in his rookie year, you're comparing apples and oranges. Let's also remember that despite Io being a rookie and Patrick Williams being a vet coming into this season, his second season, Io was a multi-year collegiate player. P-Dub was one and done. Io DeSumo, despite being a rookie, is like two years older than Patrick Williams. So all these Bulls fans who are just so quick to write off P-Dub, and I'm not saying that this emailer is writing him off completely. They did have that line at the end of the email saying, like, when he comes back from this injury, it's now or never to show us. Okay, but what is now in the now or never? Does he have to, if it, if it's he's healed and comes back and joins the lineup for a Bulls playoff run, but doesn't like wow you with an amazing, you know, array of offensive weaponry that we didn't see as a rookie. If he doesn't do that, is that, is it then never because not now for a kid who by that time, mind you will still only be 20 years old. The immediacy and the reactionary BS from some of the Bulls fans, I swear drives me crazy. There are lots of other questions around Patrick Williams and his long-term future compared to what the Bulls' targets are now and in the short term when it comes to winning, contending for championships. If the right trade came along that made the that took the Bulls from, hey, we, we might be a sneaky, you know, hard out in the East to we're we're expecting a conference finals trip, maybe the finals. Patrick Williams being included as a part of a trade like that, I could make my peace with that if it meant the Bulls cha- challenging for championships now and in the short-term future. Sure. But that's not the same thing as saying, oh, well, look look at Io. So why isn't Patrick Williams that? And justifying that to be like, well, now he's injured. And if he doesn't show me a whole lot of stuff when he comes back from this injury right away, then he's a bust. Uh, a what could have been player? A 20-year-old who had a really unfortunate injury at the start of his second NBA season? Give me a break. Appreciate the email. And I understand some of the points you're making. I just don't agree with them. And I hope why I just laid it out makes sense to you too. Feel free to e- email me again. Email us again with uh, a re- retaliation of... The, the the points that I just laid out for why I think you're concerning yourself with things that you shouldn't be concerned about. Um, short, short and simple answer to your original question. Are the Bulls better without Patrick Williams? No. <laughs> no, we're not. All right. Uh, a couple more topics I want to get to that I thought were interesting, uh, including resting DeMar, question mark. Uh, we will do that in just a second. First, though, it's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Ain't America grand. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops. 
NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Maybe you want to put a little, you know, uh, parlay on all of the NFL games that we have on deck for tomorrow. Maybe you want to put a parlay, a same game parlay in to this Bears-Lions backup quarterback battle because that might be the best way to make that game actually entertaining. Just, you know, put a few bets on it because otherwise it's not like we're going to be enjoying that Bears-Lions game for the quality of the football being played. So bet on it. Duh. And there's one place to do that. It's bet online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online. We're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. And again, don't forget that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. All right, moving on. <laughs> this next text comes to us from the 773 who said, hey guys, big fan of the pod. I got to say, y'all are even more enjoyable to listen to when the Bulls are winning. <laughs> Gee, what a surprise. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, question, how do you feel about uh, the Bulls letting guys, uh, how do you feel about let? Bleh. Let me start over. How do you guys feel about the Bulls letting DeRozan rest against bottom-tier teams like Rockets, Magic, Pistons, etc.? He's up in age, so having him as rested as possible for a playoff push would be critical. Plus, I'd love to see Zach being able to lead the Bulls to victories even without DeRozan by his side. As the face of this team, I want to see Zach be more of a leader. I love Zach, but it aggravates me when I see him give up on plays or make costly mistakes because of his restoration with a no-call. I hope with time he learns more discipline and leadership to set good examples for the rest of the team. Uh, thanks for texting in. Interesting question here. Before we get to the Rosen thing, let me just address what you said about Zach just now. Um, <laughs> I think I think, I think, you're missing the forest for the trees. Look, uh, will I acknowledge that what you're saying about occasionally Zach getting frustrated and that maybe compounding upon itself to mistakes that Zach makes or a lack of effort that Zach makes? Yeah. Dave and I talked about that very trait of Zach's on a recent episode um, when Zach was getting frustrated by the officiating, which he has been doing a lot so far this season, and it caused him to not get back on defense, uh, and their opponents got an easy five-on-four bucket in transition. We know that about Zach. The thing about like resting DeRozan so that Zach can lead and close games by himself and that kind of thing that you're talking about, no. You know why the answer is no? Because that's why you got DeMar to help Zach close games. And look, Big David, I mentioned this uh, on a recent episode too. Zach and DeMar are, I, I mean, I, I didn't check the stat this morning, but the last time I checked, we're leading the NBA in spots one and two in fourth quarter scoring. You know what's better than having one player? in the NBA's top five and fourth quarter scoring, having two players on your team in top five in NBA and fourth quarter scoring. Zach doing everything in fourth quarters, having to do everything by himself in fourth quarters is a huge reason why this Bulls team wasn't winning for the past two years that Zach was turning himself into an all-star caliber player. He needed help. Tamar is that help. So look, I, I don't think that Zach Levine has a leadership problem. I do acknowledge your point that 
Sometimes if Zach gets frustrated as the leader of the team, those habits are, you know, things that are perhaps you risk mirroring in the guys who are looking to Zach to lead by example. Yes. You know, with broad sweeping brushes. Yes. That is a valid argument you can make. Do I think it's a problem right now and will be a bigger problem going forward? No, I don't. Hopefully, Zach starts to get a little bit more respect from the officials as the season progresses, as he continues to rack up impressive night after impressive night. And NBA refs remember that he is a GD all-star for crying out loud and deserves way more fouls than he's getting. So, again, I'm I'm giving Zach a big partial pass on the way he's been frustrated by the refs so far because he deserves to be frustrated by this officiating. But in the meantime, I don't think it reflects poorly on him. Sometimes it frustrates you to watch and say, Zach, get back on defense. I know you're pissed about that no, no call, but get back on defense. But the stuff about Zach closing games without DeMar, no. That's why DeMar is here. You're overcomplicating this. You're thinking too much. Now, what about should the Bulls rest DeMar in certain games? DNP dash old, as Pop used to do for Tim Duncan at the end of his career with the Spurs. Um. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Uh, resting DeMar as the season progresses, as you get into February, March, April, and the Bulls are on some back-to-backs, either front or end, uh, front or back end of the back-to-back. You know, if, if one of those teams in a back-to-back is a cupcake and one of them is, you know, an East juggernaut who you're maybe vying for seeding with, yeah. See if you can get that other win while resting DeMar's legs. And look, it's, it's not like DeMar is ancient, but we have seen NBA coaches and training staffs and organizations embrace resting key veteran players over the last number of seasons. And it doesn't matter if they're in their prime 29 or a vet who's pushing their mid to late 30s. Lots of guys are, are doing DNP rest. It's the new way of the league. DeMar has been playing outstanding, but he's logged a lot of minutes already. Uh, You could tell in that Pacers game, the second night of that back-to-back, after the long road trip. I mean, and and credit to DeMar, his mid-range buckets, his half-court game was the one thing that kept the Bulls in that game for as long as they did, which was, uh, you know, I don't know, a quarter and a half, you know, 18 minutes or so. But you could tell that DeMar was gassed in that game. So, yes, that part of your question, should the Bulls consider resting DeMar on certain back-to-backs against certain opponents where you think, we could probably get a W here without DeMar's services? Yes. Um, see what happens. If, you know, it could be, and this kind of goes to your other point that you were making, well, like, oh, Zach, can he close without DeMar? Well, if what you want is to see DeMar get some DNPs for rest, then we'll see. We'll see what this team looks like trying to close games without DeMar. Because, as I said, one of the top fourth quarter scorers in the NBA. Uh, That is a valuable piece to have out there in the fourth quarter, even if he is old. Uh, All right. Thanks for checking in. We got one more to get to really quickly. Uh, Or I guess as quickly as possible, because this is 
uh, a humdinger. The 312 texting in to say, with the Kings season being a disaster, that's an understatement, uh, once again, if they blow it up, what could we trade for Harrison Barnes? You guys might laugh at me. Uh, my trade idea of TBJ and maybe Portland's first round pick for him. Other uh, Bulls fans like Doug, Fred, Mark are saying they would give up both Kobe and Pat for Harrison Barnes. I wouldn't give up Pat, but I think Barnes would be nice on this Bulls team. Uh, and that is from the 312. Uh, thanks for texting in. Very interesting. So, like, I've, I've started to see a lot of Harrison Barnes talk around Bulls Twitter over the last couple of weeks. As, you know, we are watching and we're like, hey, we're, we're good. We're, you know, double the amount of wins as losses good. We might be looking at a top four seed in the East if we can keep this up all season. What is a piece that we need to go from good to potentially great? Making a deep playoff run. A lot of people looking at the front court, right? What kind of depth do we have behind Vooch? A lot of people looked at four or five games of Bradley getting minutes and said, oh, dear God, we need that front court piece. Bulls fans are like, hey, sign DeMarcus Cousins or sign this guy or sign that guy. But there's also a substantial amount of you out there who are saying, what about Barnes? And look, Barnes is having statistically one of, if not the most impressive seasons so far uh, of his career, averaging almost 20 points per game. Like, I think like 19 and a half. Hold on. I got his stats pulled out here. Yes. 19.3, seven and a half rebounds per game. He's shooting pretty efficiently. 47 and a half percent from the field. He's shooting 40% from downtown on five attempts a game. He's even getting to the free throw line. uh, A, a career, uh, a career high, a noticeable career high, 6.4 free throw attempts per game for Barnes, and he's knocking those down at an 86% clip. And because of that, the, the length he plays with, the switchability that he plays with, the way that we saw him defend as a crucial piece of that 2015 title team with the Warriors, we know that he would fit seamlessly into Billy Donovan's defensive system. I mean, you like if you have watched Barnes's career and you see and you recognize what Billy Donovan is doing on defense with this new roster, Harrison Barnes, that is that is a square peg in a square hole. Like that, yeah, that is a great, great fit. It all comes down to what our texter was wondering about. What's the price? What is the price for Harrison Barnes? Um and by price, I mean, what is what will it cost to get him in a trade? Speaking of price quickly, uh, for the record, Barnes is on the second last year of the deal that he signed with the Kings after getting traded there. Um, $20.2 million this season. De-escalating contract. Final year of his contract next year, making $18.3 million, Unrestricted free agent in 2023. So he's got this season and next season left on his contract. What can the Bulls offer? Does Troy Brown Jr. and the Portland pick get it done? I don't think so. Patrick Williams and Kobe White? It's a lot to give up for Barnes. But as I was just saying, responding to that emailer's question about Patrick Williams, if the right trade comes along, you got to consider it. If it makes you, If it's a trade that makes you a title contender, you must consider it. Is Patrick and Kobe... A hefty price to pay? Yeah. The Bulls 
also don't really have a lot of other options as far as draft capital if they wanted to make an offer that the Kings would be enticed by. Because you got one of two out of the way in the Vooch trade. Uh, you know, Orlando took the Bulls pick in the 2021 draft. So now you got 2023 going to Orlando. You still got the 2025 going to San Antonio for the sign and trade with DeMar. Um, so you can't really trade another of your own first round picks until 2027 at this point. The Kings want to wait until 2027 to get some kind of return for Harrison Barnes. My guess is no. And it's, it's weird. Like you're right. The, the Kings are a dumpster fire right now. Just, you know, fired their coach Luke Walton a few days ago. Um, Seemed like they were maybe a team that was starting to figure things out with the way that De'Aaron Fox was playing and Buddy Heald played well. And, and you know, th they got Halliburton last year, which was, I think, uh, an, an incredible value where they drafted him, a guy that I think a lot of Bulls fans would have been okay with the Bulls drafting. But they can't win. They can't figure out how to win. And here's Barnes, this aging vet who is, you know, a huge part of what the Kings are doing offensively this season, having a great year. And he might be looking at the, the Kings, you know, ownership of front office, and they might be looking at him saying it might be time for a, a you know, a mutual separation here. Cause if this is what you're doing, firing your coach, trying to figure out, you know, what do we do with Fox, and, you know, all these pieces, and are we trying to win or do we go back to tanking? The Kings are a mess. And maybe it's a mess that Barnes wants to get out of. So I would not be surprised to see Barnes traded before this, this season's trade deadline. The biggest question, how many teams, if the Bulls are interested, how many teams are you competing against to make your offer? Because we know because of Vooch, because of DeRozan, you know, the, the money you gave to Caruso, the, the, the sign and trade with Lonzo, which also another wrinkle there, the bulls might be, you know, robbed of robbed. I don't know if you want to call it robbed, but they, uh, they might be relieved of yet another draft pick. If we ever get the results of this tampering investigation, be, be, uh, for the, the Lonzo sign and trade, the bulls, I see the Bulls having a hard time coming up with the best offer to give to Sacramento for Harrison Barnes. Because this is an NBA season where things appear to be wide the heck open in both conferences. The Lakers are kind of a mess without LeBron and even kind of still a mess with LeBron. And we don't know if he's going to be healthy for the rest of the season or if he's going to miss more time. Um, you know, the, the Nets certainly don't look like world beaters without Kyrie. Harden maybe kind of getting this stuff together, but they don't look invincible. The Bucs have had a, a tough start to their year. So, like, anybody above 500 right now in the NBA is like, we could, we could make a swing at this. You know, we could, we could make a playoff run wide open in a way that I think it really hasn't been in a long time. You know what that means? That means there are a lot of teams – that are going to be calling Sacramento over the next couple of months to say, Hey, Harrison Barnes, what's the deal? What do you want? What can we give you? What can we offer? And based on where the bulls are, as far as what assets do they have, 
What can they dangle? I see them getting outbid. But that certainly doesn't mean I wouldn't like to see them try. Because for a lot of reasons, Harrison Barnes would fit very well with this Bulls squad. Uh, And I think make them better. So um, that's that. Thanks, everybody, for checking in. If you want to be a part of the show for these mailbag episodes, you can hit us up on that text voicemail line, 331-979-1369, or email us, LockedOnBulls, at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. We are at LockedOnBulls. So, yeah, like I said, sort of a a last-second unavailability for Big Dave today. Otherwise, we would have the guest for you. We'll try to have that guest for you next week. Um, But uh, keep an eye out for Friday when uh, we'll be dropping a crossover episode between me and the Locked On Heat guys uh, to get you all ready for that big Bulls Heat game that's happening um, this Thanksgiving weekend. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'll try and remember to put it in our feeds as well, uh, but definitely it'll be in the Locked On Heat feed. So check that out on Friday when you're eating those Thanksgiving leftovers. Um, For my partner, Big Dave, Matt saying have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Be safe, be happy, enjoy your family, uh, or good luck with your family. Dreading it. I know what that's like. Um, just kidding. Can't wait for Thanksgiving. Folks, siblings, it's going to be great. Um, see Red be good. Let's hope we get some Bulls W's to talk about, and we'll be back next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.